Hello, everybody. Is that your new way of doing? Hello, everybody. This weird, goofy goober voice, goober. Sure. Welcome to Ordinary Extraordinary. This is episode one twenty something. Um, yeah, we have a few in the hopper now. So. You know, it's kind of funny. What's On funny? this podcast, we talk about hobbies and interests and developing you know, hobbies and interests, just in general. We didn't once mention that this is a hobby and an interest. I was just going to say that. Neither of us, I, we even asked each other what our hobbies are. Neither of us said this. Podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you go. We talk about hobbies, interests, how you parlay those sometimes to make a career out of them, how yeah. sometimes they don't parlay to make sometimes a career. Sometimes they're just life-giving. Um, sometimes they just give you a little uh, uh, sustenance to your uh, mental well-being. Yep, yep. And other times they can just be a financial drain or whatever, like golf. Um, or cars, or like Mike Genova's thing, who's coming out here when he talks about his team. He, yeah, he, say, he goes, "It's a giant money suck." <laughs> I think he said a money pit to yeah. the tune of one point five million a year. Yeah. So, dun, yeah. Dun. So hobbies, interests, why they're important, why you should have them, maybe how you should treat them. Yeah. Uh, that's what we talked about today. Go. Let's go. Ben. Yo. We're recording. Are we recording? We are recording. What are we recording on? I'm not sure we know what we're recording on. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, we talked about, well, this is one of those times where uh, we came in today not really having a topic, but we sat and we discussed a few things prior, and um, one of our previous interviewees that uh, works closely with Stephen. Yeah. But th- has uh, a bunch of different hobbies as it is, has added one, and I say hobbies, but really kind of a varying form of income, has added one. Why mm-hmm. don't you expand on it, Stephen, and then we can jump into and set the platform a little better for Well, let's the do topic this. Itself. First and foremost, I'm Stephen Brown, and this is my American friend, Ben oh, Clinton. you dick. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Ordinary Takes Ordinary. Welcome. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Can we start by saying it's lovely outside? It is. It's sunny and 80 today almost. And I'm liking this weather. That makes me really happy. It's about time, it's like I say. Before I frame this, I want to start with one of the reasons it makes me so happy. And I know I'm a horrible chauvinistic piece. You but have, yeah. Barney Stinson's sundress season thing. Have you ever heard it? <laughs> no, I mean, I know Barney Stinson is, and I've watched that whole season. So, so here we go. Oh, geez. A sad day indeed. Do you know what I saw on my way in here? A girl in a sweater. <laughs> and you know what that means. The season of exposed skin is over. Oh. Exactly. Gone are the tank tops, Ted. Gone are the cute little skirts. Gone are the sundresses. The sundresses, Ted. I don't think I can make it another eight months with no sundresses. <laughs> Barney, really, I have to grade these papers. I'm sorry, I'll let you work. But first, a riddle. What piece of women's attire most stokes a man's desire? That's sundress. Correct. What lightweight outfit, pink or white, makes the front of my slacks abnormally tight? Steven! Yeah. has to get this done. Of course, of course. Sundress, by the way. Oh. It's sundress season. Oh, my God. That makes me really happy. I enjoy that. 
I'm scared to ask what it does to the front. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite shows of oh, all time. How I Met Your Mother is an awesome show. It's on constant rotation for my falling asleep stuff. Um, and yeah, it just made me think of that today because I saw a few beautiful young ladies um, running around in a sundress at different <sighs> points today. Cool. Look so at you just hanging There out. we go. It's that time of year. Okay. So anyway, to reframe <laughs> the topic. <laughs> You're just a fart in a skillet. I am a fart in a skillet. Um, so <laughs> our friend, I'm saying our friend, Matt Rogers, yeah, yeah, yeah. got a wonderful gig. He's now going to be the in-stadium PA announcer for the Tennessee Titans, which is his right dream job. His He's a former, if you remember when we interviewed him, episode 72, I believe, um, we talked about the fact that he won a Rose Bowl with UW as a football player. I forgot he went to UW. He has football connections all through his life. He does a lot of charity stuff with NFL players and such for auctions, celebrity auctions, and those kind of fundraising things that you see. Um, he Did I mention he's a Tennessee Titans fan? Um, lives in Tennessee, lives in Nashville. Moved to Tennessee. Moved to Tennessee from California. Because he loved it so much, yeah. And... He essentially took a hobby, which is his TV stuff. He talked about that. Heartland mm -hmm. pays his bills, right? Heartland feeds his family, so to speak. And his side gig is TV. He does TV work. He does auction work. He travels a lot. He does all these cool things. And he's parlayed that into basically, he made the final six for this selection, put it all over the social media that you could go and watch these videos and vote for him. Do you have, do you have a, the highway on Sirius XM? You don't, you don't have serious, you don't have satellite no. radio. Well, there's a famous country music DJ called Stormy Warren was one of the finalists as well. Uh, really well known across the land. Hmm. And he beat him out as well as some other famous people down there. So yeah, that's his gig. We love that he's doing it. I love that he's doing it. Was texting with him yesterday, just telling him how stoked I was for him. We had a bit of banter back and forward. I've now added, I've been to that stadium, but now I want to see the Packers play there and him being the announcer. How him being um, rubbing in his face. So if you're, if you're wondering exactly what that gig entails, he's the guy that, you know, announces and it's third down, the Tennessee Titans or, you know, and he's got the voice for it. If too, we like score three touchdowns today, you land a free Big Mac and you'll get a voucher on the way out of the stadium and all that stuff. So I'm sure he loves that that's yeah. the line you went with for yeah. him too. Yeah. But. Why not? So anyway, what what he's done is he's parlayed something that he loves and he's passionate about, his hobby, into an additional revenue source, something that he can truly sink his teeth into in his spare time. Yeah. And as well as having a career that he's totally devoted to and crushing it in. So I think it'd be interesting to start with, because I know we've, I think you've even said before, like people shouldn't make their hobbies their profession, right? Your profession is different than your hobby. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I think we have a discussion around that first too, because that can be true for certain people, I think. And then for others, it's not, right? I think there's an asterisk next to that statement. So yeah. for, I think a lot of people, right? They can make their hobby their, uh, I might've just kicked our power cord out. Didn't. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I, I, I heard something, and I thought it was the cord down by my foot. Still we're good. Your feet. We're, we're still there. But um, for a lot of people, I think you're right, though. Stephen is right. I mean, you don't want the hobby to become, I'm doing air quotes here, the work, right? If, if, if it truly is work. But for a lot of people, their hobby isn't necessarily work, too. So that's an interesting thing, because I think he loves doing TV, and he would probably do it for free, because he just thinks it's really fun, right? 
like it's just something that he seems to be into so for some people it's like you know they do it for free i can't say that i would do uh, every aspect of my job for free but there's certain aspects of it that i really enjoy you know and just i would do i wouldn't Drinking do it every and day and well and i like hours. i mean i like the planning side like if somebody said hey look come can i can you help me you know devise a financial plan and strategize here's my situation like i like doing that type of part thing so yeah i would i would i would do that um yeah. but can i jump in for a second yeah go ahead so i think there's um there's a differentiation here there's a dichotomy that we have to be cognizant of we're not saying that you can't parlay what you love into a career 100 percent. if you think you can do that be a success feed your family and 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 be fulfilled by all means do it what where i make the differentiation is that we've created this societal thought follow your dreams do your dreams like do what you want to do and it's like okay that's great but there also has to be something more than that right so if your dream is to be an expert in french art you probably have to have the trade-off that okay there's about 10 jobs in the world that you're needed so if you want to go and get a doctorate in french art or german polka history or <laughs> underwater uh, basket weaving what's with underwater basket weaving why does it's, everybody pick on underwater basket that, weaving yeah i don't know yeah. but whatever what did they one ever do is, to the world if you're going to go and spend a lot of money and get a degree in that and you're passionate about it you got to understand that there's not a career there for you most of the time when you get out of it right so he's still gonna make a living what there's there's multiple principles that you can put in play there where yeah maybe there's only 10 jobs that you can use this french art degree in but then maybe what you're going to do is 100 percent make sure that you are able and to parlay your degree into a job at the end of it whether that's putting yourself in the proximity of people that do what you want to do, reaching out to people and building a body of work as well. So not saying don't take the things you love and turn them into a career. By all means, do that. Just be aware that not all hobbies parlay into being able to make money from them. Well, I think to that point, not all interests and hobbies uh, are truly indicative of what it's like to run it as a business, right, and make money. So yeah. that's, that's one thing. I've always said, oh, of course, my watch is going off, good Lord, uh, that your job needs to either be fulfilling from a like a just a soul right like it fulfills my soul or it needs to provide the money to be able to do the things that fulfill your soul to be that reprieve right yeah and sometimes it's a mixture of both right there's certain aspects i think for most people it's a mixture of both to be honest like there's nothing that is just a hundred percent fulfilling uh but some people find that and yeah. that's awesome when they mm -hmm. do right i mean matt is kind of living the the, the sweet <laughs> sweet life he's like oh yeah i travel with my family my trailer and go camping like they just did like it looked like they were like living on the road during covid mm -hmm. and they weren't quite but no they did a lot of trips yeah they're living on the road it seemed like during covid most of the time traveling then and uh doing still making money still doing his job doing mm -hmm. his payroll i mean that's pretty sweet setup yeah so the other thing i want to jump in on there is sometimes old adages sound great and they're quotable but they're absolute horse shit so the one I, I jumped to here is oh if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life 
And it's like, no, the, the idea of work is that it's supposed to challenge you. It's supposed to break you down and build you back up, right? So we talked before about stress plus rest equals growth. Um, if you don't feel like that, at least every once in a while, where this was a really challenging day, week, month issue, mm, I don't know that you're you're doing something worthwhile. I would say, though, that I think challenge is different than work necessarily. I mean, challenging, challenge can still be fulfilling and yeah. positive and it doesn't have to be because i think work in the context of that phrase is derogatory right like but work doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be a yeah. derogatory term and but, so it's twofold i think that that phrase spins it to be derogatory when it's not necessarily derogatory and you're using challenge yeah as a phrase for there's, work you know there's other things interchangeable there as well so i said challenge but um we all know the person that tells you how much their job sucks. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, there's very little responsibility for them. They just need to show up and be a warm body, right? And then you've got the people that... Well, they just don't like their job. That's why they I guess what I'm saying is it can be rewarding and it can be fulfilling without being enjoyable at the time. And often, the most fulfilling things aren't enjoyable at the time. Like when you come out the other side of a challenge or when you come out the other side of a, a difficult spell mm-hmm. that's where the reward is not in the moment of this sucks oh, no, but agree. we're going to get through it well i mean challenges struggle but get success and happiness i think at the end of the day right if you have never experienced struggle of any kind or failure or anything like that then you don't <laughs> you know if it's always been good then how do you ever know when it's not or when it gets better I there's no baseline mm-hmm. you got to have a baseline and everything yeah. So something that we were, I mean, talking about initially again was hobbies, right? And parlaying your hobbies. So, and I, I mentioned to you before that I've always struggled with hobbies and just knowing like at the end of the day, it's like, I'm tired and I want to do something that's fulfilling, but I don't know what it is. So I'm tired. So I sit on the couch, eat dinner and go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like having those things. Uh, and sometimes I think even with hobbies, the challenge uh, can be just starting, like finding something, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, well, I don't know how to freaking do that, like with golf. Like, oh, I, I suck at golf, so I'm not going to – I don't really want to do that. You shot a good round in Arizona. I was looking at your scorecard over lunch. Yeah, for me it was a good round, yeah. And and I had a couple of holes where I blew up even, if you saw on there. Too. I had a, yeah, you had a 110. 10. Yeah. I was like, geez, Ben, like if I actually didn't blow up on like a few of those holes – yeah. And shot what I shot on the other ones. Like I had three or four that I got, had like eight, eight, ten. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I could actually get those in line, then it'd be. Even if you drop two shots off each of those, you break a hundred. Yeah, which is what I want to do is break a hundred. Mm-hmm. But um, and those, and I actually counted everything <laughs> on mm-hmm. that too. I didn't do <laughs> modified accounting. That was the first thing I asked <laughs> when when Travis. So you played with Travis, obviously down there, who hit a hole in one on that round. Oh by yeah, the we way. gotta talk about that. Yeah, that's awesome. He, he told me the story, but um, he the first thing I asked him was, is this Ben counting where he really hits an eight, but he tells you it's a five because he doesn't count the drops and stuff like that? He's like, no, legit. And I was like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. But now I, you've I, both I, said it, so I have to believe you. Yeah, no, I counted because I, I I got a couple in the water. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to count my ones and I put you in the water. You drop your two and you hit the three. Yeah, and it was annoying. So that, that was where that 10 came from. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. But then, right. if you maintained a handicap, probably net you were right there with, with Travis. Yeah, and I was playing with ladies clubs. I heard that, <laughs> and we we talked about it where we need to get you new clubs and probably graphite clubs because they're a little whippier. Yeah, because I, I don't swing very hard. Well, it's not even that. It's the you know the rigidness. 
of my stance and yeah. your clubs doesn't doesn't help so yeah. you need the whippiness of those graphite yeah. they're they're lighter so you can swing that little bit harder but, so um, not to get into too so much hobbies. of the golf stuff but no but that golf was you know i struggled i mean enjoying golf for years but it was one of those things where i was just like I need a hobby. Like I need to have something that I will eventually enjoy going and doing. Right. And even still, I don't go, I, I mean, I don't enjoy golf nearly as much as a lot of my friends and colleagues do. Right. But I've enjoyed it a little bit more each time as I've gotten better and I start to see improvement, small improvement <laughs> in certain areas. Right. And you're like, okay, but to your earlier point, right. Sometimes you got to struggle through things. And for me, it's been freaking years of struggle with golf. Mm hmm to have, see any micro improvement but it's i i can still see it a little bit so it's kind of fun to see it well i think there's easy fixes to your golf game and i'm not a pga professional or a coach in that regard for golf but for you sometimes it's an attention thing so that's a boredom i mean i've yeah. pointed out to you before it's like you're focused on everything but that shot you're focused yeah. on everything but what you're going to do with that little white ball you're talking about houses you're talking about what's somebody bought last week you're talking about you know theoretically what some of your clients might do here there and everywhere right like what they do for a living or something like that and it's like all right ben if you just take your time a little more focus on that little white ball a little more think how much your enjoyment's going to go up when you shave five six ten shots off of your golf game right yeah when I was telling them, like, I lose interest when we still have to start waiting at the D box. Like, if mm -hmm. I start having to wait around, like, I'm like, okay, this is dumb. Like, yeah, I, I, I check out on that too. Cause it's like, if we're just playing, if we can just play all the way through, then I'm fine. But yeah. my ADD kicks in. So, see, in that, in that instance, cause I, I used to do the same thing. Like, I used to not be able to play more than nine holes. Yeah. And what I did was I started engaging on golf. So then it'd be like, hey, what does this hole do? What's what's the right play here? Where should I miss? What club are you using? Why are you doing that? Talk me through this. And then yeah. you're having conversations and it brings your attention back to what you should be focused on, if that makes sense. But I, I it's, it's interesting you brought up hobbies because I remember you were burnt out hard and I don't know if it was, I think it was before year two of the podcast and you just were burnt out hard and you were like oh this and i said do you have any hobbies oh this has been like and i asked a, you straight up and like you were a like well thing. and you said cars and i was like that's not a hobby like that's going and spending money and then having something you can only drive the cars that you buy for your hobby yeah, at certain half times a year, yeah. so i know you, you did the mountain biking thing for a while and i have no interest in doing that unless it's all downhill um <laughs> i'll jump off a helicopter and a mountain bike and go down but i don't want to climb put the climbing part um and then you've you've tried some other things like for a while you curled i don't know why you didn't do that unless That's it was just covid stuff yeah eastern but you enjoyed that curling um, was fun curling like yeah did that for and i think years. often with hobbies we get this idea that it has to be a physical hobby yeah. like i was just talking to um Some kid just rode by a skateboard <laughs> yeah i was just talking to travis over the the weekend i'm like or sorry over lunch and i said hey do you play cribbage because it was a cribbage board yeah, from thomas yeah, yeah. hammer and he's like no 
And I was like, I'll teach you if you want to play. And he's like, absolutely. I love cribbage. I could play cribbage as a hobby. Like, I'm like, let's have some standing things where yeah. we get together and play cards and stuff like that. So I don't even know that hobby's the right word. I just think it's outlets. It's well, things that you're I not doing, to your point, watching interests. TV at home and falling asleep. Yeah, interests, right? So it could yeah. be reading, right? I know some folks are like, yeah, I read a half an hour a night, right? And something, mm-hmm. something that's, that at the end of the day, I think is just, life-giving in some way right and it, yeah. it could be volunteering it could be going for a walk with your wife it could be reading a book it could be building birdhouses whatever it might be that you do i think that fills your cup if it's not just your job right and and i think to some degree though i mean maybe you're the elon musks of the world where you only do your job like people that just are 100 hours a week dedicated to their job and that's all they do from 6 a.m to 10 p.m you know yeah. but that's that's very very few people are like that most of us we do our eight to ten hours and we need some type of outlet outside too, some other interests so Mm -hmm. it it and for me like i was saying though finding a hobby was hard to be honest i mean it, it was it was hard but also where i struggled with it the most i could tell you exactly where it was the first two years after i graduated college because i was married working 20 hours a week taking 18 credits so I was in school full-time so it's like I worked from 6 a.m to 10 p.m like and at 10 p.m I stopped my schoolwork because I was like I'm not going to be any good after 10 p.m and then when I graduated and I was working like 50 60 hours a week for my first couple years in finance I was like oh my god what do I do with my extra time right so it's like to all of a sudden go from having no time to you know mm-hmm. hours every night you're like yeah it was weird well, COVID took a big old shit on stuff last year as well. Like any cadence yeah. you had built up for hobbies was taken away, right? Unless it was an outdoor hobby, you could do hiding. And even to some degree, they tried to close the parks on you. Yeah, even then, like golf was shut for a while. Like you oh, can't yeah, be any more socially that, yeah. distanced than playing golf, yeah. especially walking. Um, yeah, so I think hobbies are important, but I think we often overvalue hobbies as well so to go to the opposite extreme from what you're okay, talking about where you don't have it. one um you know i know people that are our age that aren't good golfers that still take it really seriously i know people that are our age that are trying to prepare for a friggin' weightlifting show and i bring this up all the time and i'm like you are literally destroying your body to do something that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. And you have to do one of two things. You either have to take drugs to truly compete or not take drugs and you'll never truly compete. And that's a that's a shit sandwich proposition regardless of how you look at it, right? Mm, tasty. So it's, it's one of those things I think often we get to the point with a hobby that we need more purpose to it. So we kind of take it to that next extreme. I would even say marathon run-ins like that. Like some people run because they want to stay fit and stay active. I bet, you know, I would say that's, I, I get what you're saying because I know the people that are like that too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more of personality type. To a point. Like I think, because I mean, there's some people that are just totally happy. To, like, oh, I do whatever this I built to the birdhouses. Uh, yeah, I build birdhouses and I sell them. Like they don't need to turn the birdhouse building into an empire. They don't need to build bigger birdhouses. They don't need to build a birdhouse. Like some people are just happy building the birdhouse, right? And they like working with their hands and putting it together. So I think it's a personality type that does that. Yeah. And I know I've brought this up to you before. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but um, I ran into an old friend this morning. Actually, you know him, Paul Kuykendall. 
Yeah. And he's looking lean. So him and his son oh, swim wow. a mile every morning. Yeah, he was talking um, about that. And he's training for a triathlon. Huh. And I was like, oh, I was like, be careful with that because, you know, you can hurt yourself doing some of those disciplines. Like once you start getting in the lake and, you know, the bike, going from the bike to the running, you know, you're carrying that little bit extra weight still. You're looking lean, but you're still... I said, just be careful with your body and what you're doing and know the, know what you're capable of and be prepared to tap out. And he's like, oh, I'm training to compete, not com- not com- or complete, not compete. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said that, I was like, hey, that I have to admire you for that because I can't do it. I just, for me, it's if I'm doing it, I have to be, I'm obsessive to the point that that's probably why I've never really gotten into marathon running or any of that because I'm like, why would I do this if I can't compete with the best? If I can't at least have a, category of hey white dudes that are nearly 40 that are competing you're going to you're going to compete against 10 other guys yeah but look at i mean you've already won you look at everybody else nobody that's 40 years old i mean if there's only 10 other guys the rest of, i mean you've already won yeah and that's the thing it's like for me marathons when you've got thousands of people running a quote unquote race and it's like no there's literally five kenyans that are running this race that have a chance of winning it <laughs> So is not it really a stereotyping race? or anything? Well, let's yeah. call it a stereotype if you want, but it's true. <laughs> like they weigh eighty pounds, they don't have an ounce Rip. of fat on them, and they're literally conditioned to do it. Everything from their their cardiovascular system to their bone density and everything else is made to do that discipline. Hmm. Run. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to be upset by that. I think it is good though for someone like Paul to have a goal. Though. Yeah, like he's got something. He has a goal, like. Like I, I mean, I like that line. Like, I, I'm not racing to compete. I'm racing to just complete. Like, mm-hmm. and he is competing, but he's competing against his prior self, right? Like, he's competing to be better than he was before, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, I mean, I, I think he is competing. He's competing and hard. That's a good way to look at it. It's just it's a, it's a mindset that I just can't understand. Well, that's why I'm saying that's the same type of people with mm-hmm. the hobbies. Like, they have to do it the best. They have to be the best. It's like. Well, you don't have to be the best. You can just enjoy it because a part of the hobby is enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, in my opinion, it should be. And I look at it from the perspective that, so like golf, I could say this, you could say the same thing about golf. I'm never going to be an upper-echelon golfer. But again, there's categories. There's there's, um, handicaps and, and stuff that I can hit as good a golf shot as anybody on any given shot. So I can do that. I know that when it comes to marathons and, and stuff like that, like I'm never going to be able to run like that. I'm never going to be able to swim like that in a triathlon. I'm never going to be able to ride a bike like that, nor do I really want to. So <laughs> it's just, it's a trade-off in, in terms of mindset, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But um, what's interesting to see sometimes is in like a relationship. I've seen people where it's like one of the spouses has a bunch of hobbies and then the other has no hobbies. <laughs> And uh, I can think of a couple of people in particular and where it's like the husband or wife is always gone doing something. They have their hobbies. They have those things that fulfill them outside of their relationship. Uh, granted, they spend time with their spouse. It's not like they're neglecting their spouse. But the spouse is just like sitting there waiting for them to come home, which is an interesting one, too, with hobbies. That an odd dynamic. Uh, well, I would say that often they are neglecting the relationship because often it's like, well, they tried it once and they didn't like it. So now they don't do it. But when it's one-sided like that, I think there's absolutely a problem. And it, it, it might not manifest 
right away. But over time, exactly what you just described would absolutely grow to be something bigger. Would grow to the well, point. Well, it would in that. That's what that's what I'm getting at here. Is that it's not necessarily that one of them is right or wrong, other than it would seem that the spouse that doesn't have any hobbies might be lacking in self-identity unless they're mm-hmm. totally perfectly happy and fine just being at home, right? Yeah. I mean, you could have a strong individual like, no, I'd rather just kind of putz around the house and clean up and do my own thing here. I still think that leads to resentment eventually. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have not in one of those relationships, so I can't speak yeah. to that. Well, where I would go with that is that you, you can see the same thing happen sometimes in friend groups. It's like you've got a set of friends, she's got a set of friends, you guys start dating, get engaged, married, whatever. And yeah, at the wedding, everything's great. All your friends are there on one side in their suits and all her well, friends are there on the other side in dresses. And everything seems great. But then two years down the line, one set of those friends has been jettisoned for the other. And it's like now her friends are your friends as a couple and your friends are forgotten about kind of thing or vice versa and it's like well sometimes you got to have those conversations that hey you're the dominant one in this relationship you pick what we do how we do it when we do it who we do it with i need some time where i get to pick that stuff for me yeah and i think with that is that one of them is usually the social calendar planner one of them takes the back seat yeah is what ends up happening but because I've, I've been in those relationships where, and I'll tell you about the biggest fight, one of the biggest fights I've ever had in a relationship. Um, and I'm about to get political, but not in a messed up way. So I, I, I think it's absolutely deplorable what LeBron James did last week when he tweeted about the, the cop before anything was known. And then obviously the video came out and the cop ended up shooting somebody because they were going to stab someone else. Um, never been a fan of LeBron James. I didn't I'll, even I'll see what LeBron put on out, to be honest. That. He basically said, you're next, and posted a picture of the cop. You're next? Yeah. Wow, good for LeBron. As in threatened. Jeez. On social media and wasn't deplatformed, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I haven't watched a Lakers game since, co- since, uh, since LeBron joined the Lakers. Like, I haven't set time aside to go watch a Lakers game. And I'm somebody that... Every day there's a memory talking about Kobe plays tonight. I'm mm-hmm. watching a Lakers game. I'm doing this. And I've kind of lost interest in in the team until he's gone. But the reason I brought that up is um, what were we talking about before that? Fights. You were going to fight. Oh, biggest fight ever had was I'd just moved here. I'd been here maybe six months. I got it was here. the girl you moved here for. Yeah, so I got here in September and it was the NBA finals just after that. So it was May, so a little more than six months, um, seven, eight months. So the NBA Finals are on. Kobe and the Lakers are playing in the NBA Finals. I literally wrote down each of the Finals games, dates, times, and said, I will be watching all of these games either here or somewhere else. I didn't have very many friends here yet. But I just want to let you know, because she was the kind that she'd come in and go, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're... Here are the times I'm going to protect. I was very upfront. Day of one of the games before she left for work, I told her. Lakers game tonight. Probably going to meet Jason, who was my buddy. Downtown, watch it. You're 100% welcome to join. Okay. Fine. Kissed her goodbye. Goes to work. 
She rolls home at like four o'clock. I'm going to leave at like five. It's like a six o'clock tip off because it's an east-west thing, right? Um, oh, I told blah, blah, blah. We'd meet them at, funnily enough, at Left Bank Wine Bar, which my friend ended up owning but didn't own at that time. And the first question I had was, okay, do they have TVs? No. I told you I was going to watch the game, remember, it's on the list. And yeah, 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 I know, but I told them we'd meet them. Okay, I can meet them, but then probably run around to the satellite, which is another bar right around the corner from it, watch the game. I thought everything was good. She thought everything was good. We get to the Left Bank Wine Bar. At that time, before I was a Left Bank owner's friend, it used to be very pretentious. It wasn't when Isaac owned it. And they were going to eat dinner, and I was like, no, I'll probably wait and get a cheeseburger. I don't want a $14 grilled cheese sandwich from a panini press. It was overpriced, and I had a beer. I said, all right, tip off in 15 minutes. I'm going to run around to meet Jason. And at that point, she got mad. Oh, you don't want to hang out and meet my friends? And probably shouldn't have been honest at this point. And it was just us. <laughs> probably shouldn't have been. And I said, well, first off, your friend's a vegan, and she pisses me off because she's always telling me she's a vegan and trying to get me to be vegan. So no, I don't want to spend time with her. Second off, oh, her, her boyfriend and his friends have never seen a ball, let alone played a sport, and I want to watch this, and they are not my type of people. So no, I want to go watch the game like we planned and told you, and yeah, it led to a huge fight. But where I'm going with that is that um, the whole argument thing, it it's like we talked about this kind of before the podcast. It's like, I feel like I was very clear in my expectations and she had unwritten or unspoken expectations of me. Like maybe it, you would just stay. Yeah, and it led to that huge fight. Like, no, I'm going to go and watch. They showed up at half time, and then once the game started again and I, I was back in the doghouse because then I was focused on the game and not paying enough attention to her and her weirdo friends. So, yeah. Are, are they all still in town? Oh, they're all still kicking around, yeah. Do you run into them ever? Um... I shouldn't, just in case anybody that knows her listens to this, but uh, one of them actually owns a couple of places in town and um, joked with me when she had a drink in on her and in tour that she's not allowed to add me on social media. So. Not, I'm going to have to get the, this little story off air. So, yeah, but That's no, one of the funny. biggest fights I ever had, and it, it came because exactly what we were talking about before her friends versus my friends and it's like your friends aren't my kind of people and i'll love that you love them and spend time with them and i'll make an effort to spend time with them at the appropriate time but not when kobe bryant's about to win a championship what are your hobbies or your interests somebody says (laughs) what are your hobbies like what do you do in your free time (laughs) gym obviously yeah i mean you could say that's free time that's just a daily ritual that's a a habit you you choose to go so it's free time to go so it's free time um golf playing and watching yeah soccer playing and watching you don't play soccer anymore though yeah i do i play every sunday still do you really yeah just it just started up again a few weeks ago oh i haven't heard Um, you playing soccer in years yeah no i play every sunday um and it's honestly it's one speed now it's not as hard as it's, I used to play. You say it's one speed? <laughs> you not guys out there with your walkers? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. I just, I walk through games now. I'm not challenged. So my skill levels, that is still there. Just I don't want to be shoulder to shoulder or injured on Monday because some clown doesn't know how to control his body. So, 
yeah, I play at half speed and I'm still one of the better ones out there. So soccer, <laughs> playing and watching, um, basketball, playing, less watching now. I can't watch the college game. When I do don't you play think basketball? it's up to par. When? Yeah. I play at the gym, do pick-up games. And just you and Adam or Jackson no, like, up there? I, well, just now, yeah, but no, when there's always pick-up games if I go back to do cardio in the afternoons. Um, yeah, I uh, I enjoy restaurants, mm-hmm. food, yeah, traveling. I know that's kind of cliche, but I do love going to the sun and exploring new mm-hmm. places and mm-hmm. sitting on the beach. And So I guess hobbies and interests are, inter- are weird because soccer used to be more than that to me, and now it's just kind of a passing interest. But, and I haven't shared this with you yet, I'm going to, for one season only, I'm going to coach the new high school out in Liberty Lake, soccer. Oh, really? That's kind of official now, so assistant. I don't want to be head coach. For one season? When's the season start? Well, it's the very first inaugural season, so basically I said I would help get it up and running and put some stuff in place, and I've already built out like a philosophy, and I can show you some of it if you want, but that'll be an interest here in the fall. Um but yeah, I do lots of stuff. That so we got some because I've talked about off air. We got to talk about this girlfriend mm-hmm. that banned on Facebook. We got to talk about um, move stuff. I read a That's lot, cool. listen to a lot of books. Yeah, you podcast a lot, and I podcast like crazy. Yeah, podcast um, Audible. And not, for, I know a lot about politics, but but can't vote. Well, <laughs> it's awesome. If I become a citizen, I can, and I okay. can become a citizen. I just choose not to yet. Um, but I also, this is funny with politics, I have a more than a, a fleeting interest in politics, but I joked with Adam Jackson about this this morning. I absolutely say and send the most inappropriate shit. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's my, that's my if I ever get the inkling to run for uh, any kind of political office, just pull all the inappropriate shit I've sent to you and send it to me and tell you I'm going to send it to a newspaper. Like, that's my fail-safe. Yeah. I never want to be in politics. I'm just interested in how it works and why it works and how it doesn't work. <laughs> so there's my fail-safe. Uh, so what about you? Talk to me about your hobbies and interests. Kind of like I said, like, I didn't have too many hobbies and interests, right? I mean, it, it they really developed over the years. And, and uh, mountain biking, you know, I started to do that a little bit. I don't do it as much. It's very much a seasonal thing because I'm, I'm a fair-weather guy with mountain biking. I'm not going to go out and ride in the snow. This weather, totally great weather for it. But I've been golfing a little more in my free time than I have in past years. So that kind of has taken up. And then honestly, God, my weekends have just been booked up with chores. So I know that's kind of funny to say like chores are a hobby. But like I'll find things to do just from a chores standpoint, right? So it's like I'm, I'll work on the deck. We're, we're you know working on running cars here, boats, doing stuff with toys. And we have a lot of toys in general. Mm-hmm. that we'll play with right and then the weekends we're out at the lake so it's like go play on the water go water skiing uh and then like you said restaurants like going out to eat with friends and having a, a drink with friends is probably the thing that <laughs> from a hobby standpoint i know it doesn't really sound like a hobby but it's an interest because i'm a social person is like that's probably one of the most life-giving things to me is having a good cocktail and good conversation and good laughter like i love that that's my jam right is, yeah. is just being social, but cars are big, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. I know you say it can't really be a hobby, but it's an interest, you know? Well, it is, yeah. So, I mean, I I look at, uh, like, in my free time, Saturday mornings, when I get up and we're having coffee, kids are watching a show. It's like, I look at 
Craigslist and I check out all the cars that are for sale. The, I do all the boats that are for sale. I, I, like, I look at all the things and I study all the things that are for sale. And the same goes of real estate, like in our local markets. So it's like I study, I study it, it all. <laughs> On the off chance you find a bargain? Yeah. And like it's kind of a game to me. Honestly, like it's like I'm 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 kind of the wheeling and dealing my mind and and theorizing and if I can find something and make it work and you know I mean it, and it's worked a couple of times so Good. I mean I've got situations in my mind or or I've got expectations criteria is a better word criteria for like what I would buy and so and you know there's been a couple of times very rarely but like that Mercury that you and I went and got. Like the numbers worked, boom. The rental house, three bed, two bath, this location on the South Hill, price is in line, it'll pencil out, boom, go, get it. And I think people think that I'm a little crazy <laughs> when I do it. Like, you just freaking bought a house, sight unseen. I'm like, yep, because it's like all the math worked out, all the numbers worked out, right? But when if you take the time to study it and it's your hobby and you know it and you know how all that stuff works, then it's like, it's not really crazy because you have the foundation built. All you got to do is execute. Mm-hmm. But um, that was a little more than a, than a hobby. But going to the park with kids, like just spending time with the family is kind of an interest hobby, right? And uh, yeah, that's probably encompassing. Yeah. So I'm an information junkie, and it's probably a good thing that Google didn't exist. Well, it existed, but I didn't have it in my pocket when I was in high school. Not because I want to prove points, but I always want to question what I'm told by people. So if you come to me and say, hey, the sky was black yesterday. I'm like, what do you mean it was black? Well, it might have been closer to green. I'm like, wait, a green sky? So I'm going to go and research if that can even happen, right? So I'm very much, I want to know a little bit about a lot of different things. Like I haven't narrowed my interests down. Yeah. You, you know, you get some people and it's like you, you get, I'm going to, this is a, a comedic sketch that a guy did but you pull a camera out some guy goes hey is that a g35 yeah they know exactly what the camera is no, i don't fucking know takes pictures uh well if you look underneath this it says g35 and then an i oh yeah fuck so it does like i didn't know that and it's like well the g25 is more common but fuck off like why do you know this much <laughs> about a camera either it takes pictures or it doesn't so i think it's healthier to be I want to know a little bit about a lot of things as opposed to I want to be the, like, there was a show on TV in the UK, it was called Mastermind, and you could go on there and basically you named your subject, and you'd have people go on there and they're like, James Bond villains, right? So there's like, what, 20 some odd James Bond movies? They knew every movie. And, and they would villain. ask you like, what colour was Scaramanga's left toenail? And fucking these people would tell you, right, Scaramanga's Goldfinger, by the way. Um... <laughs> and bond and it's like wait what like you watched it that closely in low definition and you know that like <laughs> like i don't ever want to have my interest narrowed down to that point so but i don't know i mean that's not a bad thing that they really love it so what, what does it matter yeah um and i don't think it's a bad thing per se I, I guess where it breaks down is that's the only thing you're interested in like you go home and we'll use that same example like you go home and this guy's got a shrine of G35 cameras. And, you know, he knows where all the screws go. He can assemble it and dismantle it in, in 3.8 seconds and put it back together in half that time. And, you know, and 
I don't ever, like I said, for me, I think it's a negative thing if you narrow your interests down to just one thing or this myopic hmm. kind of, I'd rather have a broad spectrum of interests or, and I, th I think this is one of the best quotes I've ever heard and I don't know, I can't attribute it to anybody, maybe we can look it up, is interested in everything, committed to nothing. Yeah, I've heard that line. I don't um, know who that is either. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's a guy's bombing by in a scooter too. Jesus, this window, these windows here. Now that there's people like out and about, it's a little more distracting. We, we have, have a habit of recording in goldfish bowls. We might have to close those windows in the future. I'm like, oh, there's somebody else. Oh, hi. People are waving at us in there. But the natural light's good for when we start video. I do like the natural light, but mm -hmm. um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, but I, I don't think there is a right or a wrong. Whatever people are happy doing. I think is what they should do at the end of the day, right? It's like, again, because whatever, it's just meant to be soul giving, I'll call it again. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, does it give you energy in life and do you enjoy doing it? Like, then that's what you should do. And if you don't know what you enjoy doing or what you're really interested in, then I think totally have a smattering of hobbies and things that you're learning, mm -hmm. but really you're interested in, right? Have it be a funnel technique until you find out a few hobbies that you're truly interested in that you do a lot. I mean, you golf a lot. You've narrowed down your hobbies. Uh, I mean, you're, it's not like you're out there doing t 10 different things, you know. I'm still doing a it's lot like of things. you do a things. lot of golf. Yeah. So, I mean, and that would be one For of the For half of the year. Yeah, but it still is like <laughs> your dominant hobby. I don't know that it is. I'd say the gym. I do the gym every day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the gym, okay, then golf. I listen to at least one podcast every day. Yeah, that doesn't take... If we broke it down on a pro rata basis of time spent. Joe Rogan podcasts are three hours, dude. Do you Jeez. listen to one of those a day? Those are hard work. No, I couldn't. I, yeah, sometimes it takes me a week to listen to one of his podcasts. Yeah, I have to break are. it up. Like, I'll listen to half an hour, and then I'll go and listen or watch or do something else. Um, but, yeah. Well, if you don't have a hobby, go find one. you don't have an interest, that's messed up in anything. You know, I everybody has an interest. And I oh, I know. So, I think I know. Until the next time. Be good to yourselves. <laughs> wow. I've never been cut off like that before. With your own line? To <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think the reason I'm interested in so much and the reason it's, I have this thirst for knowledge, I was the most annoying child. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> I had one uncle who would spend time What does your family me. say now about that statement? I'm sure I still annoy the shit out of some of them. Um, <laughs> we'll have to ask your brothers. I know some of them. So. Yeah. Uh, but I was hyperactive like beyond hyperactive like i would touch and break things i would i would want to know what everything was why it was there how it worked so even younger i wanted to know all this stuff but i got slapped down a lot right or if i heard adults talking about things again pre pre google so some of you might not have a have a concept to this the googly stick um you know as a teenager i would hear people talking with things like i don't know what that is so i would ask and oftentimes it would yeah. be oh well that's above you. like you can't you don't get to know about that it's adult talk and that pissed me off as a as a teenager so now i never ever want to be jeez will you die quietly <coughs> i was trying to wait for you to pause but you just kept talking <laughs> wow so <coughs> gosh are you done of course the one time i don't get water today because they're yeah. freaking out there recording so I don't ever want to be in a position. <coughs> Jesus. Finished dying already. 
Okay. I have water there if you want. I know. Some. Thanks. Thanks for offering, Dick. <laughs> God. Jeez. <laughs> I think I'm good I now. Get, I don't ever <clears throat> want to be in a position where people are talking and I'm not even at least a little bit knowledgeable about what they're what they're talking about. Or I want to have a broad, high-level understanding. Like, oh, they're talking about cryptocurrency. I'm not 100% up to speed on what it is or how it works, but I know what it is. I know where it goes. I know how people buy it, and I know how they make money on it. That's an interesting kind of thing, right? statement. So I'm not saying I know everything about everything or even a little about everything. What I'm not scared to do, though, is go and research something so Here, I, I, I can ask, be knowledgeable. You just said you, you, you never want to go into a conversation not having at least a foundation built yes. to develop upon. Why? I mean, why do you care about it? I don't mind asking even, hey, I don't know anything about this. Can you can, tell me what you're talking about? So, so I'll do that. But I feel really uncomfortable when I don't know what people are talking about. And I think it's a throwback to being a child and being told, you don't need to know about this. Hmm. Like, no, I do I do eventually. Just tell me now. Like, I've overheard you already. <laughs> like, you can't put the toothpaste bag in the tube, so just tell me what that meant. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I've never, I mean, <clears throat> I'll just ask him. I'm like, I, I know absolutely nothing about what you're talking about. Like, you can explain it to me, and that would be great to learn a little more. But, JT's looking at Jacob Tim. But doesn't that, doesn't that drive you to be like, okay, I didn't know what they were talking about, so I'm at least going to do a Google search when I leave them or a DuckDuckGo search since Google curates. DuckDuckGo so Duck, is so much better than Google did. You ever notice that you can't find stuff on Google that you saw a few days ago? No. Duck, duck, go. You do the search; it shows up. It's not curated like Google. Interesting. Duck, yeah. duck, go. Google hides stuff. Duck, Similar duck, to go. Facebook. Well, um, but yeah, there you go. That's my reason for it. I, I don't know. I don't even know what we're going to title this one. <laughs> I don't either. If this one's going to be in the hopper. Um, Hobbies we, and interests. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We really do. All the feedback that I've been getting, and I'm sure I know you get feedback from people as well. Yeah. Um, I love it. Like when people reach out. Um, yesterday I had three different conversations from people that I didn't know listened that told me we're doing a good job and they really enjoy it and I think two of them commented on the the candidness of it the the rawness the the fact that we are vulnerable I think we're often vulnerable on here um, and and share things that we probably shouldn't but we do anyway and yeah so thanks for listening rate review share and Ben do you have anything to say until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Is that your revenge for me stealing yours at the that start? That is. Yeah. All right. Ding dong. Boom. Boom. I get the final boom. Boom, boom. Boom. <laughs>